and welcome to Gateway Vineyard Church. We appreciate you joining us. If you find our podcast is helping you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. Enjoy the message. Time, but that's about it. So before I jump into that, I'm going to go ahead and um, do a little bit of housekeeping, do some, some announcements. If you're new with us, we do have uh, some connect cards either in the seat in front of you or underneath somewhere around you. If you don't mind just filling that out, letting us know that you are here, that you are here, and we'd love to just send you, you a thank you uh, for doing that. So um, also along with those connect cards, you'll see a, um, what do you call it? What is it called? Invite card. Thank you. Words. So you'll see an invite card that you can just uh, give to some people that you might think uh, are interested in finding a new church home or just to come visit, you know. So I encourage you to be handing those out every opportunity that you get. So coming up on June 12th, that's next Saturday, we have what we're calling Gateway Grub. So essentially what this is, it's just a fellowship lunch. So we want to have as many of these as we can over the summer. And we're just going to get together, get to know one another more over some food. So this one will be at David and Tammy's house um, this Saturday at noon. So if you are planning on coming, please sign up today. That would be awesome so that they can start planning on how much food to get um, The sign-up is on our website, gatewayvineyard.org, and you'll see an events tab on there. You can just click on there, sign up, and it'll ask you how many people you're bringing, and that's all you need to do. So um, that's going to be next Saturday. We hope that you all can make it. Coming up this Saturday after that, there's a women's brunch at Copper Creek Restaurant here in Granger, just up the block. Um, Great restaurant. I believe they're meeting at 10 o'clock. You can sign up for that one um, on the website as well. I believe they just want to know how many of you are interested in coming so that they can reserve uh, a table. So if you can do that by today too, (laughs) that would be awesome so that they can start um, getting that done. Another important thing coming up July 4th, since 4th of July will be on a Sunday and we usually have Sunday night services we actually will not have service that day. So keep that in your calendars, but the since we do first Sundays now, we do the worship thing, the Sunday after that, that's July 11th, that will be when we do our worship night. So our first Sunday will be on the second Sunday. I know it's confusing, but <laughs> just think we won't have church on the 4th. We'll have our first Sunday on the 11th. Um, and I'm really excited about that one. So hopefully you guys can make it back to that one as well. And lastly, on July 25th, uh, we're going to have a beach day at Life Action Camp. Who's been to Life Action? Who's, who's been to their property before? So if you come from any of the vineyards, they usually use them for baptisms. So that's, that's the place that we're going to be at. We'll have... Uh, picnic time, we'll do some worship there, it's going to be a good time. So if you're interested in going, we just want to know how many people are interested, so if you want to sign up for that, you can do that on the website, because we have to let the camp know how many people we're bringing, all that kind of stuff, so they can know ahead of time. So um, so yeah, thanks for signing up for those events that are coming up. And again, in terms of offering, uh, many of you have been faithful giving to the church, we really appreciate that. 
We don't pass a plate here at the church, but we uh, have an offering box there in the back of the room. We also have, we have text to give, we have online giving, you can mail a check, you can do, you know, whatever suits you, whatever is most comfortable for you. So again, thank you um, for your faithfulness and giving, because that's the only way that we can continue pushing the ministry forward. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray for the offering, and then we can jump into today. So Father, thank you so much. Uh, just for your provisions to us, God. We just want to acknowledge that everything that we have is yours. And we just want to give back a portion of what you've given us back to you. Pray that these funds will be used for your good, God, that you may be glorified in it. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm glad you're joining us tonight. Um, because, like I said at the beginning, this is kind of something different that we're trying out. Uh, one of our core values, I think, since we decided to plant the church was we wanted to have uh, a, a big emphasis on worship, and not just worship, but to have what we defined as excellence in worship, because I do believe that God wants that from us. He wants us to do everything that we can uh, in excellence and for him. So, uh, this is a way for us to be able to just uh, take some time once a month and just focus just on that. And I'm excited to see how that's going to go. So for tonight, tonight will be our first try, and we're going to see uh, how that works and how that goes. And we're just, we're very expectant tonight. So I'm glad that you guys are here for that. So as we talk about worship... I wanted to acknowledge that worship may look very different for different people, right? Um, and just to give you a quick little illustration of that, I've got a video for you to watch. And I know that each church has its own worship style, you know, which is cool. Some people are more expressive in worship, some people more subtle, and it's all good. Um, I go to a church that's pretty expressive in worship. It's, um, it's a hand-raising church. That's what it is, right? That's what, you know. Anybody here go to a hand-raising church? Anybody here? Sweet. Who here does not go to a hand-raising church? <laughs> Some of you are trying. You're like, I can't. I want to. Tim. I need to get some momentum. Totally cool. But hey, if you're not used to going to a hand-raising church, you want to go and join us, feel free to join us, but don't feel like you've got to join right in, okay? Start slow. we got a lot of different hand-raises that we use. We actually have names for our hand-raises. So I'm going to walk you through real quick, okay, what they are, just to let you know. Say you're my church, music is rocking, start slow, hands in the pockets, little elbow flap, you're fine. Very subtle. Get warmed up. Get your heart rate up. When you're warmed up, start with the first one. Ready? Carry the TV. Carry the TV. That's our first one. Very subtle. Go to big screen. Big screen, a little wider. Next one's my fish was this big. My fish was this big. If you're a liar, you go out there. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Jesus loves you. Grace. Next one's hold my baby. Hold my baby. Got dueling light bulbs. That's our next one, dueling light bulbs. 
got goalpost. Everybody knows goalpost. Throw in a heartburn. A lot of people like to do heartburn. Double heartburn, right back to goalpost. What's my favorite? Mufasa. Mufasa, that's my favorite. The circle of life. Tim, can you go higher? Yes, you can. You can take one hand, go a bunch of different stuff. Pointer, hatchet, schoolroom. Release the doves, give the Lord a high five. Press it out. A lot of women like to wash the window. Wash the window. And when you're comfortable there, go for the big three. Village people, Rocky, touchdown. There you go, there's your big three. You're set. So my challenge for you is when you see those hand motions, to not laugh because of this video, <laughs> right? People just have different ways uh, that they worship. Um, and I, I love that video because uh, Tim Hawkins is a funny Christian comedian. He always brings light uh, to some of the things that happen in churches. And uh, if you ever have some time, watch his stuff. It's really funny. But um, I think the Mufasa one was my favorite. That, that was definitely my favorite. But uh, our main goal for these worship nights is to come in with a heart ready to worship. So as I was looking up uh, Webster's definition for worship, it is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. And the word reverence means deep respect. So when we worship, we're expressing our deep respect and adoration for our Lord Jesus Christ. So let me give you a couple things to consider. Worship starts with our attitude. Colossians chapter 3 verse 17 says, Whatever you do, whether in the word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That's in our work. That's in our play, that's at church, that's at home, at school, on the job, or in the community. We are to honor God in everything that we do at all times. And I think, when I think of an attitude of worship, this means that when we worship, we remember who we're doing it for. We're doing it for Jesus, which means that we should be putting our entire heart into it. We should have an attitude of worship that shows what's in our hearts. Worship team, why don't you come up and start getting set up? The second thing that we can consider tonight as we worship is that worship involves alignment. Who's ever driven a car that needed an alignment? What happened? What's that? You go off course, it rattles, yes. 
See, if the wheels are not aligned in a vehicle, uh, one of the most common things is you'll see, like Joe said, it goes off course. You let go of the steering wheel, it'll go to the right or go to the left, and you know something's wrong with your car. <laughs> it's quite apparent that something's wrong with your car. But when you take it to the dealer or the mechanic and they fix it, it feels perfect again. It feels like a great car because you got an alignment. See, the same is true in life. If we're not properly aligned with our creator, life is going to get a little wonky, a little wobbly. But when we trust in him instead of in ourselves and submit to his leading in our lives, and when we truly realize that he is God and we're not, life can actually work. This is the reason for the first commandment. In Exodus 20, God was clear when he told Moses that you should have no other gods before me. This commandment is about getting God in his rightful place on the throne of our lives and aligning ourselves under his sovereign, loving rule. In fact, the first four commandments, if you look at them, they all deal with alignment. First one, we have only one God sitting on the throne. We allow no other idols to take his place. And we set aside a day to honor him and rest in him. Jesus summed this up in the Gospels. Uh, Matthew 22, verse 34, he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And what Jesus was saying here is that loving God first, above all else, is worship that brings our lives to alignment under his love. So if you want your life to work, if you want things to be easier, then you need to align yourself with God. As we worship this evening, let's have an attitude to worship God. Let's put him first in his rightful place and let's align ourselves with him. And we'll see what he has to do. We see what he's going to do. So I'm going to ask that you all stand and uh, Michael, if you want to pray us into worship. God, we just thank you so much for this time that we have together to worship you. God, we just submit our hearts and our minds and our souls to you today, Jesus. 
God, we're confident in believing that when we gather together, you show up, and we know you're already here, Jesus. So um, we just give you this time of worship and of singing and of praise to you. God, this is all for your glory. It's in that we pray. Amen. You have put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise, a sound that resonates, that all of heaven and earth may worship you. We tread the hills to meet with you, to see your majesty in all that surrounds us. For it speaks and displays the eternal God of ages, creator, author, victor. In love, you established an everlasting covenant with your people, and it's your love that captivates us. As children of the King, we rush in as waves unrestrained, overcome, overwhelmed, that the King crowned in glory and splendor would reach down to place a crown upon our heads. So we raise our banner, the banner we boldly stand under, the banner of Jesus Christ. From dusk to dawn, from age to age, your praise resounds in all the earth. Deliverer, Redeemer, ruler of an everlasting kingdom that cannot be shaken. We trust in the name of Christ Jesus, the only King. have a seat for just a second. my favorite uh, scriptures on how powerful worship is, is found in Acts chapter 16. And this is when Paul and Silas were put in jail. Um, So I'm going to jump to verse 25 in Acts chapter 16. Let's kind of read on from there. It says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew a sword and he was about to take himself or to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we're all here. The jailer called for the lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do 
be saved. They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. So because of the strength of the power of worship, chains were broken, shackles were broken that were holding Paul and Silas in. Worship was so strong that it caused an earthquake that blew open all the jail doors. There's so many stories in the Bible that tell us the magnitude of what can happen when we have the attitude for worship and we align ourselves with our Lord and Savior. So I tell you that, I read that scripture because some of you may be here tonight and you might have some chains that you brought with you. You might be bound by some chains that you think can't be broken or you might be in a situation where you feel like you are so not only tied down but locked in that you feel like you cannot get out. But I'm, I'm here to tell you, with the power of worship, all those chains can be broken. All those locked doors can be opened. So I just wanted to take a moment before we jump back into worship. And if you fall into that category, if, you've, if you feel like you're dealing with a situation that you feel has you tied down, you don't think that you can get out of, I'll just ask you just raise your hand so I can see where you're at and we can pray for you or if you feel like you're you're in, uh, you're locked in so Paul and Silas they're in jail and they're singing hymns and they're praising God because they know who can free them that's why they're doing it they're not doing it because they're bored they they knew where their power came from. They knew who their savior was. They knew who could rescue them from their situation. Is there anybody here that needs that kind of prayer? heard preachers say this a lot. If you feel like your heart is racing, <laughs> then you should probably be raising your hand for this prayer. And if you feel some sort of pushback to do it because you don't want to feel embarrassed or you don't want someone else to look at you and go, hmm, wonder what chains they, they've got going on, you know. I think that God will honor uh, the fact that you are admitting publicly, hey, I, I need some help with something. 
I need some prayer. I need some help uh, breaking these chains. We can do it together. We can do it through worship. We can do it through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Anybody? and pray for those that raised their hands and, uh, and and for those that didn't and they know like God knows your heart and that's that's the most important thing to realize is God knows exactly where you're at and uh, we're, we're just going to pray for you anyway so Father we thank you for the example that you showed us through Paul and through Silas that the power of worship the power of declaring that you are our savior. That when we, even in the toughest times, even if we feel like we're in a prison and we're locked in, or we've got shackles around us and we can't, we can't get them off, God, we thank you for showing us that there's nothing that you cannot do. specifically for those that raise their hands this evening God that you may you may show up and show up big in their lives that you may break every chain I pray that you may help them find peace in knowing that you have got their situation under control that there's nothing that you cannot do nothing that you cannot do. So God, as we jump back into worship and finish up our evening worshiping you, we just, we want to honor you. We want to praise you with everything we have. We thank you for what you are doing right now and what you will be doing, God. It's your name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and stand and join us. Thank you once again for joining us on our podcast. If you find this message helped you spiritually, check us out online at gatewayvineyard.org. We'll see you next time.